To be lit up within has very little to do with how much highlighter or bronzer you put on your face and everything to do with what is happening inside. Someone who is stressed out, burnt out, frazzled, and overwhelmed is not going to radiate from the inside out. We all get so caught up in hustle culture, especially around the holidays, because there is so much to do that we often don't enjoy the moments. Today's conversation is all about bringing more light into your life. Here's a teaser. You have the power to do this. You have all of the power and you don't need anyone else to get started. So let's get to it. The Happy Even After Podcast. The Happy Even After Podcast. Divorce sucks, but it doesn't need to define you. And it doesn't need to be the end of your story. The Happy Even After Podcast. Meet your host, Renee Bauer, an award-winning divorce attorney, peacemaker, author, and founder of The D Course, an online divorce educational program. She's been doing this work for almost two decades, and she is passionate about helping all women make it out the other side. The Happy Even After Podcast. Let's jump in. We are back with another episode of the Happy Even After Podcast, and I am here today with Tracy Litt, who is a certified mindset coach, spiritual advisor, rapid transformational hypnotherapist, best-selling author, and TEDx speaker. She is the founder of The Lit Factor, and her work has served thousands of women across the globe, and she has been featured in Entrepreneur, Fast Company, Thrive Global, and Inc.com. Her book, Worthy Human, is a number one bestseller in spiritual growth and mindset, and she just radiates light and calm, and I am so ready to chat with her. So welcome, Tracy. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so happy to hang out with you. Yeah. So I guess let's just start with how did you get into this space and why did you decide to make it your mission to do this type of work? Like what's your background? Yeah. um, Because my soul was dying in my corporate job really is the quick answer. And I also have experienced a lot of beautiful gifts in this life, a lot of triumph from the loss of my mother at a young age to becoming a single mother with an eight-month-old daughter, being unemployed, climbing the corporate ladder and and sitting in that corporate position and feeling like there has to be more than this. You know, at some point we're all so conditioned to do this and do this and do this and do this and do this. And it doesn't really, it's kind of like a bait and switch. It feels like, you know, and I was able to be courageous enough to listen to the gnawing that was in my soul and start to research like, so what could I do? And what is possible? And that took me down the wormhole that is personal development, growth, quantum energy. And I fell in love, like obsessively in love. So as rebellious and unfocused of a student I was as a young person, it was the complete opposite as an adult learner. I was like yucking it up, obsessed, sitting in my office, reading and learning and reading and learning. And then I took the leap and I went to coaching school. And then I went back to school for hypnotherapy, launched the Lit Factor. And here we are. So for those who are listening who don't know what quantum is, can you just explain a little bit of that? Yeah. So we are energetic beings, spiritual energetic beings, having human experiences. Um, And quantum is actually a a type of science, which is really, really fun too, because one of the things that I find and that I love to play in is help 
our skeptical ways to break that down and have you recognize that you actually are energy, right? And quantum is a whole different approach to how we currently understand space and time, right? Where things are very linear. It's the ability to leap, to bypass, to not have to um, take every single step on the staircase and more rapidly experience the life that we desire. Mm, I love that. And I think that when I discovered that path myself, everything changed. Everything changed about the work I do, about the life I live, the choices I've made, the leaps I've taken. So what you're talking about, if anyone is out there who's kind of like the skeptic and being like, you know, who are these two, like all (laughs) woo-woo, like this stuff is real. So, you know, let's talk about, and you talk a lot about stress and overwhelm and hustle culture, because we all are conditioned that we have to do more in order to get more. And you don't agree with that, right? Oh, no. And it hurts my body just to like hear (laughs) you say it back, right? Um, You know, and it's also, it's part of realizing your energy. It's part of prioritizing how you feel instead of what it is that you achieve. So we were all influenced. And this, you know, you become who you are because of our collective unconscious, because of the patriarchal society that we were all, all of us come from our forefathers. And that's what the patriarchal society is. And then the households we were raised in. So it's like these three different components that make us who we are until we wake up and go, oh yeah, no, this doesn't feel good anymore. And I want to change, have different, more, what have you. So everyone runs around as if someone's going on awards for stress and overwhelm. And it's maddening because not only does working harder and doing more not equal more, it actually is a detriment energetically it makes it harder for you to get to where you want to go. And it feels bad. And that to me is the call that we all need to hear. When did we stop prioritizing how we feel? Right? I mean, if you think about that, though, how far back does that go? I mean, we're giving kids awards for perfect attendance. And like, we're instilling this stuff so early on. So what do we do to disrupt that? Like, how do we change that in our own lives? to go on a deep, committed inner work journey, right? It's, yes, I can, I'll I'll share what I can, but really to do it service is to realize we are on a journey of breaking down paradigms that no longer serve us in the new information that we have, right? Meaning the new information, new technology, new science, um, neuroplasticity, understanding quantum physics, leaving these paradigms of conditional happiness and pressuring and having this warped masochistic sense of pride over how busy you are. Like nobody's impressed, right? And I think one of the things we need to all do for one another is start to change ourselves individually because one of the reasons that we all subscribe to it is because it's so common, right? So it's almost like, oh my gosh, when someone says, how are you? If you don't say you're so busy, what does that mean about me? And now you start to negotiate your worth because you have worth work to do too, right? So that's why when I say start the journey and and recognize, you know, what do you do for that? You realize that as a spiritual energetic being having a human experience, 
your real purpose is healing and growing and expanding, continuing to evolve more and more and more. And when you choose that path of growth, that's what it really is, right? To choose the path of growth, everything starts to change because you change and the way you see the world changes and then your behaviors change and you can understand, wow, so if I really understand that rest and self-care is a business activity because it helps me feel energized and joyful and strong, right? Now we're operating in a whole different consciousness. And that, I mean, if you have not woken up through what has happened since March of 2020, you're never going to wake up. Yeah. So how does this play into law of attraction? Because we hear that terminology all the time. Are we talking about the same thing? Because I hear you talking about science and physics. So how do we reconcile I love this. I'm so excited, Renee. Here's why I'm so excited. (laughs) Here's why I'm so excited. And and what makes the work in the lip factor a differentiator? We don't only play in neuroscience and peak performance, and we don't only play in spirituality, right? Which I recently did a pod uh, on my podcast about how I'd like to eradicate the word woo-woo. Because what it does is it keeps you skeptical and it separates you from the truth of who you are, which is energy, right? So really it's all the same. It's all science. Spirit is science. Neuroscience and quantum is, you know, one coin, two different sides. And ultimately it is all law of attraction because we are energy. Like, like, and that's the thing. It's so exciting to talk about, you know, this JBL speaker is energy vibrating at a certain frequency and it's form. I am energy, the microphone, you know, everything around us. And when you start to open up to it, you don't even have to like fully believe it yet. But if you're willing to commit long enough to experiment with it and see how magical it is, it changes everything. So when you say experiment, what does that look like? It looks like being fully committed and deciding to put to bed your skepticism and say, okay, I am going to fully commit. Here's a great way to play with energy. Pam Grout has a book called E squared, right? So, and it is nine, I think nine experiments to show you that your energy, right? That would be a great place to start and to start to do the work of you and recognize, you know, when you talk about law, law of attraction and energy, your reality is reflective of who you're being. So when we talk about over-efforting and hustling, you can do a lot of doing, But if you're not in belief and conviction and you're not energetically aligned behind what you're doing, it's not going to come out the way you intended it to come out, right? It's not the action. It's the energy you're in and who you're being behind the action that creates what you desire. Well, it's so interesting because like I'm, I'm a queen of being a taskmaster. I am a doer and I am a lifelong hustler, but I am also on this path that you speak of as well. And I will notice, and I have to be very intentional about it because my default is to go back to hustle mode, but I will notice that when I'm doing all of the tasks and crossing off all of the stuff, I'm getting absolutely nowhere. But when I shift how I'm doing it and I'm focusing on the feelings and the emotions, everything opens up. Opportunities unfold in a way that absolutely blows my mind. And it has nothing to do with the tasks. It's just on how I'm feeling. Yeah. So even like beautiful listener, hear what Renee's saying. Like she's evidence. I'm evidence. We're expanders. 
to what's possible. And I think it's a great point what you're making because this piece gets a little bit mucky as you start to grow, right? There is no world where you can stop taking action. Okay. This is not about, okay, well now just, you know, make your vision board and then sit on your couch and someone will knock on the door. Someone will give it to you. No, it's understanding to your exact point. Cause I too, like I am a recovering control freak. When I started my (laughs) journey, I was so judgmental and tight and wound and I am none of those things anymore. And I very much like to get shit done. Like I'll, I'll lean in if I have something big going on for the company and I will self-select to say, I am working this weekend and I'm excited. It is the energy with which I show up. It is that levity and I'm spacious. And even though I'm banging it out, I'm slow as I'm banging it out, right? I'm really enjoying myself. My body feels good. That's the difference. Ah, that's so good. So you talk about seven superpowers. Can you share a couple of those? Yes, yes. I'm in the middle of a live experience right now, and it's so incredible. I will share all of them. The first is uh, the power of calm, which is your ability to recognize that you're more powerful than your nervous system and regulate because change happens at the speed of safety. And if you don't learn how to give yourself safety, you cannot play in the unfamiliar, which is where everything you want lives. And then we do the power of radical personal responsibility, which is really calling yourself out on all your excuses. Oh, it is deep. We, we dive into the honesty behind the honesty because we are so good as a people at believing our own crap. And then we do the, today actually was the power of self-compassion, recognizing that the way you treat yourself is everything. And that in this outdated upbringing that we all came from, it was once believed like, you know, well, if you're kind to yourself, you'll be lazy. If you're kind to yourself, then you won't work hard. And it's directly against that um, perfectionist, overcritical, overachiever thing. We do the power of thinking on purpose, the power of emotion, letting it up and out, the power of levity, and the power of the unknown. Do you believe that on the other side of your divorce can be a life you freaking love? What if I told you that to live a happy life, you first have to believe you deserve it? How can you possibly create a life you love if you don't believe you are worthy of it? Let's get you set up to start believing in you. Just text the word BELIEVE to 411-321 to receive a free Believe Yourself Badass Guide. In this guide, we talk about power statements and how they can change your life. So stop what you're doing and text BELIEVE to 411-321. See you on the inside. So I want to talk about the power of, you called it something else, but I'm going to call it the power of owning your own shit. Yes. Because this one I think is so important, especially in the divorce space that I work in. So many people will say that my spouse is the reason they're for all of my problems and all of my woes, and I am the victim. And there are all of these horrible things. We see a lot of terms used thrown around. We see the word narcissist thrown around a lot. But how important is it for someone to own their own shit, even if they may be were in a toxic marriage or had something really bad happen to them? I mean, are there times when maybe they don't have shit to own and they can sit back and say, not me? Never. 
Never, never, never. And I'll draw a distinction. I also want to say I'm obsessed with the name of your podcast. I think it is <laughs> genius. I also am a divorced woman and a remarried woman with a blended family. So I very much am speaking to you from many different angles right now. And there is no world where you cannot own your shit. And for those of you that have dealt with trauma or abuse, there is a difference between being victimized and remaining in victimhood from that victimization. And that is where we own our shit, right? And to just really explain it that way, you being victimized, not where you need to take responsibility, you remaining in that past and that victimhood, that is on you, right? And in general too, just to own your shit and take that radical personal responsibility and how you engage your ex, especially when you're divorced with children, right? Like, I mean, and and this is how it felt for me. It's like, I'm sorry, you want me to now co-parent about the thing I love more than anything, which is my kid with someone I chose to not be with anymore. Like what? (laughs) It's like really a recipe for you better get conscious quick because it can really get away from you, right? And there's so much that... Radical personal responsibility over healing the wounds from your marriage, owning your shit for feeling your feelings, owning your shit so you can forgive. These are critical, right? Yeah. And that's, you know, it's funny that you say that because if you don't, this is when we see people go back to court over and over and over again, or the conflict remains so high is because there's that blame game doesn't end. It's the two of them just slinging mud at each other nonstop because neither of them wants to own their own shit. And it's so, so important to get to, you know, you're happy even after. Like, it's so important to come out the other side and really move past it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And recognizing that one of you has to start, right? So this whole like, well, when they finally, then I will. It's like, no, 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 no. That's not owning your shit. That's like conditional. Once they do this, then that. That's the opposite of power. Power is saying, I'm going to heal my wounds from this marriage. I'm going to take responsibility for what I contributed because it always, you know, takes two to tango is a thing. And then be untouchable. I will tell you from my own experience, there is nothing more freeing than being literally unaffected, like untouchable. You know that you, because in the beginning, your ex, you get the text on your phone and you feel it viscerally in your body. And you're like, <gasps> and you before you even read the text, you're like down 10 rabbit holes of what they want and why you're not going to give it to them and all this crazy bullshit. And then it's like, wait a minute, there is a world where you can see that name come up on your device and feel just clean and clear. And like, you know what? I am so proud of my power. And then eventually what happens for the other person is people can't fight with themselves. You can't catch a ball alone, right? So then it just, they keep throwing the ball and you just keep letting it fall to the floor. Eventually things just get better. Yeah. But Tracy, I don't want my ex to have the last word. I don't want them to feel like they have the win. What do you say to that? Uh, We need to heal whatever happened in your upbringing that makes you feel like you're constantly losing or that your voice wasn't heard because that is not a marriage thing. That is a you thing. And I need to teach you how to demote your ego. Oh, what does that mean? The art of demoting your ego and promoting your soul. 
recognizing that the ego is here to protect and the ego is always up for a good fight. So it's the ego. It's not even you, this beautiful human, right? It's, listen, nobody, nobody gets married to get divorced. Not part of the plan. Yet here we are. So to be able to really own your power and be in such a centered, centered place, the ego wants that fight. The ego wants you to not ever be wrong. So the ego is always like, I got to make sure he or she wins because then they'll be protected. And what I want you to recognize, and this is what I was saying, is it's not you. You're not your ego. Your ego is one part of you. And for the sake of your own happily even after, for the sake of your own joyful inner environment, can you please choose to prioritize that over getting one over on your ex, right? Because really what's happening is you're addicted to the chaos. You're addicted to the power struggle. So what we do is you literally in that moment, you start to feel that eruption and we know it in our bodies. It's like, and that's your indication that you got to pause. Like, like literally stop, drop and roll, right? Like do nothing and do a little bit of breathing and then ask yourself, what would it look like if I demoted my ego right now and promoted my soul? Your soul being your higher self, your soul being your connection to how supported you are, your soul being the version of you who knows that every time you argue, you are hurting your kids, right? You have to live in a world in divorce where you love your kids more than you hate your ex. You have to. Yeah. And I don't think anyone's ever regretted doing what you're talking about. No one ever says, you know what? I'm just going to step back. I'm going to let that ball drop and then regret it later on. Never. But but words, you know, the, the feelings that if you're the angry texting, there's a ton of regret that happens. There's a ton of anger and you're bringing that into new relationships and into your life and into your job and all of that. Nothing good ever comes of that. No, no. I mean, it permeates everything. And we want to loop this back to energy. What kind of energy are you emitting into the world? When you are like, I need you to start to visualize it as like, you're like covered in gunk and goo and it's just heavy and gross and it's exhausting. And, and you're, you're so addicted that the next day you're waking up to see what kind of power struggle are we going to have today? Which ironically is just putting you back into this deep relationship with this person that you tried to get out of, right? So it's such an opportunity. I really would say for me too, divorce is such an opening for your own growth journey. It's just like entrepreneurship. I find the same thing to be true about entrepreneurship. It's like the personal growth journey you didn't sign up for, right? Same thing with divorce, same thing. So use it, use it so that you can spend however many decades you have left upon this earth and look back when you die because that's the only truth there is. And be like, wow, I really put that to bed. I'm really proud of how I showed up there because you'll never regret that. Yeah. And I think that what you just said is so important. I think that if you do exactly what you're talking about and you grow from that and you don't look at your marriage as something that you regret and you're almost grateful for the experience that you had with this person, good or bad or indifferent, but because they allowed you to grow and gave you the opportunity to sort of strip away all of the filters and kind of drop it all on the ground and rebuild yourself. Like there's so much gratitude that can come from a really bad moment in your life. And I'm twice divorced. And I always share that I had so much shame from that. The second divorce, like the shame was so thick. 
until I dropped it. And then I didn't have, and I could find the, the gratefulness in that and say, wow, those opportunities allowed me to now do the work that I do, allowed me to recognize my own shit, you know, allowed me to realize what I really wanted in a relationship and be uncompromising about that and find someone who is really the perfect match. Like there's so much good that can come from really what people think is one of the worst times in their life. Yes, absolutely. And you're saying so many profound things. The first one being, it's not almost grateful. You need to be completely grateful, right? Because also through the lens of your spiritual connectedness, everything happens for your highest good. And don't twist that up with everything feels good, right? Because when you're in the midst of divorce transition or anticipating making the divorce happen, et cetera, or healing post the divorce, it doesn't necessarily feel good in those moments. You know, my failed relationship showed me that I had worth issues, showed me how I was ignoring red flags, how I was settling, which led me down a path of healing my worth shit, right? To be the woman sitting here now teaching and coaching and mentoring and speaking all over the place, that was an integral part of my journey. Yeah. What do you think about expectation and having the expectation that something's supposed to work out or your life is supposed to work out a certain way and not meeting that? Oh, expectations are the root of all evil. <laughs> truly, truly. In my book, In Worthy Human, I have a chapter about the things that are sucking your soul. And expectations is one of the six things that I talk about. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Fun fact. Fun <laughs> that, was, fact. that was on a fly question because yeah, I, I was just curious. <laughs> yeah. So here's the thing about expectations is that they just purely set you up for disappointment. And it's like you playing God. You think you get to have expectations of the way certain things are going to go. And we're talking about overarching life uh, expectations, right? Like, I was never supposed to get divorced. I should have never gotten divorced. And then you just become a miserable, negative person attracting nothing but low-level things in your life moving forward, which then drives you to feel bad or expectations in the moment. Like my ex shouldn't, you know, shouldn't ask me for a switch again this month. It's like, but they are. So how are you going to respond to that? So I would invite everyone to truly just drop expectations entirely and allow yourself instead to, to connect with how supported you are and that you can trust in this thing that's bigger than you. In my world, it's the universe, like in yours, and we're talking about that. But anything, like whatever you believe in is totally cool, but believe in it. Don't say you believe in it and then abdicate the belief in it when you need it the most, right? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that tough love approach to, (laughs) to the topic. And, you know, the topic of expectation, I think that that's probably the number one factor that drives people to long, prolonged, really expensive divorces too, is because people think that things are supposed to turn out a certain way. And when they don't, they're going to get their justice. They're going to take it to the end. They're going to make their other person pay. And it just hurts everyone and the kids the absolute most. It does. I mean, it hurts the kids tremendously. And I, we have three kids in our blended scenario and I have seen that occur in different levels and spaces and places, you know, and, and to ultimately know, like when your ego pushes, nobody wins. Yeah. Like, like really nobody wins. That's the mic drop moment right there. When, when your ego pushes, nobody wins. So good. Tracy, 
tell us how we can connect with you and how people can work with you because you are just a whole, you're like a whole vibe. You're incredible. <laughs> I love, I love everything that you're putting out there. Like you're, you're talking my talk and I just know that your clients probably gain so much transformational, life-changing behaviors from your working with you. Thank you so much. I let that love in. <laughs> we, we have to receive too. We've got to become better receivers. Um, so you can find me at the lit factor. So it's the lit lit with two T's and it litfactor.com and the lit factor on Instagram, the lit factor on Facebook, and you can come in and join the elevation experience. You can start mind magic, which is this epic six month container of full transformation. I do live events. I put out a ton of great content and write articles we have the What Would She Do podcast. And you can find all that stuff on the website. That's the best place to go. It's the hub. You posted something. It was probably a few months ago and it was about hustle. And I was like, oh, that's me. And then you commented and I'm like, ooh, I'm like, I totally feel like called out. <laughs> so I just really love your approach. I love I love the calling out. Like I love the truth telling because I think sometimes that's what we we need. We need someone else to like oh, hold our shit up to ourselves. And Thank so I you. think that that's so good. Thank you. I appreciate that. And it is, it, it's naturally who I am too. I'm a directness is my style because also I see in you what you, do, you, you don't see in you and nobody needs to be coddled more. That's not a problem, right? What we need is someone that's willing to show you your blind spots and share some truths so that your perspective can really change and you can get activated, right? Like I want like the book, Worthy Human, the tagline is because you're the problem and the solution. That was intentional. A lot of people were very activated. What do you mean on the problem? You are, just read it, right? And then it's like, oh my God, I'm free. Yes, you are. Because you are the only thing that is ever standing in the way. Yeah, I love that. Final question. What can somebody do today to step into a little bit more ease in their day in their life? Breathe, 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 breathe. And like awake. Like yeah, fast, I'm, short breaths? <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. All, all up here in the chest where your sympathetic state gets jacked up. Yes. Breathing intentionally in a slower depth rate and pattern, right? So really breathing in through your nose for the count of four, holding it for four, exhale through your nose again for four and chill and wait and do that a few loops through. That actually, let me just make that like my little invitation. Every time you find your body getting activated through your divorced relationship, your scenario, your body is communicating to you. It's an indication that you're about to stumble upon a moment of choice where you can let that feeling take over and be who you've always been, or you can do some breathing and interrupt your nervous system because what's happening in that moment is you're jacked up. Your sympathetic state is heightened. You are now in a stress response. You're not making choices that you're proud of. You're just reactionary, right? So in that moment, you feel it start to come up and you go, oh, okay, that's the indication. I got something happening here. Pause. You have time. Breathe deeply. And then all of a sudden, you're going to see the situation totally differently and you're going to be able to make a new choice. So do that before hitting the send button on the middle finger emoji to your ex. Take Tracy's advice. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. What Renee said. <laughs> Tracy, I so appreciate you. I'm so grateful for your time. And thank you so much for imparting all of your wisdom. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. I adore you and everything you're doing. That's a wrap. 
Link up with us at MsReneeBauer.com. Remember to rate and review and share with anyone you think might find this episode helpful. You can change your story and live happy even after. Oh.